Apart Women. I am Candace Hart. I'm Jamie Lee Wano. And we welcome you back. Whoa! Daytime, nighttime, or wherever you are. If it's your first time, just welcome. We love you. Forget the back. We loved you before we met you. Just like Jesus. Yeah. You want to tell them about our events now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ladies, we have a few things coming up. So we have, um, gentlemen, I'm so sorry you're not invited if you're listening, but we love that you listen. Caleb, you may be listening to this. What's up? <laughs> you told me he listened to our podcast the other day. Yay! I was like, yeah. So we have our first retreat ever that is coming up at the end of May this year, 2022. If you're listening later, I'm sorry, you missed it. It was amazing. <laughs> and then we have our first conference coming up in October 7th through 9th. 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th. <laughs> and then we have our second retreat that we are doing in the beginning of December, which we will announce that um, in the location later on. Yes. We're excited. I can't believe this is happening. No. We're on we, countdown mode. We have to share a recap of this past weekend with you. Not that we're, I don't like dating podcasts, like mm-hmm. you knowing, because sometimes you listen to a podcast like months after it came yes. out, but um, we just finished up a weekend with one of our new friends. She has freed a group of women who are, uh, man, they're just making space for women to come and encounter God and amazing things are happening. Talk about fruit, man. This is my third time to be invited to speak our third time to set up a table with them. But, um, let's see eight people. Was it eight or nine? It was eight. And okay. sure. eight people got baptized, water baptized. I think 20 something came up to get baptized in the Holy spirit. I didn't count mm-hmm. exactly, but I don't ever want to over-exaggerate. And then women came up to receive their prayer language. Women were connecting. It was just so, it's just so cool to see women in, and so like real fruit. Women literally got delivered in the back of the room while people were preaching, while yeah. prayer set was going on. And so it's just so cool to be able to be a part of what God's doing on the earth and live the great commission. And we want to see you in person. We think it's yes. so important, whether it's our event or other events for you to get in person with people. Don't become a conference hopper. We're just like, that's a good word, brother. That's a good word, sister. <laughs> and you never change. Yeah. Okay. This is like you are responsible <laughs> for the fruit in your life we encourage you to go in person make mm-hmm. friends link arms and go into the world making disciples of all nations baptizing them in the father yes. son holy spirit teaching them to obey the word of christ and knowing that jesus will be with you till the end of the age and this is what i love about this weekend this is what it should look like kingdom women support each other kingdom women are not competitive they are encouraging you and yes you may be running in the same field but you're both spurring each other on to excellence and you're not getting in each other's way yeah. and you're not trying to stop the other person and you're not constantly comparing that's what kingdom women look yeah. like and so like this weekend we got to meet women from everywhere and it was so encouraging in. yes it was so encouraging to be yeah. around so many different women from different ministries that just are cheering each other on y'all that's what it should look like it should it, that's what it is it's going to take all of us linking arms together mm-hmm. period no matter what to run and we all just need to recognize humility I believe true humility yes. is recognizing not just who you are and what you carry but who everyone around yeah. you is and what they're carrying and making room and just serving the hell out of this world. Yes. Yeah. I love that. But speaking of serving the hell out of this world, Jamie, we're going to talk about <laughs> sin. <laughs> we're going to talk about sin. Yes. Um, we actually, I was just telling Candace, like, Hey, why don't we just do an episode and we'll break it up into two episodes about what I was sharing about this weekend. She taught like a very impactful, really great, very straight to the point message. Yeah. We we've got to talk about sin. And so we want to address sin and we're just going to dive in and I'm going to roll through some scriptures and then we're going to have more of a talk about this together. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to kind of be like a teaching and then we're going to quickly 
yeah, we'll just see what God does. Our goal is to keep this a 20 minute lesson. Are you ready? That's always our goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just, we hit it. <laughs> you know what they say? A podcast needs to be as long as a podcast needs to be. <laughs> I've never heard that. But yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now you have. <laughs> okay. Ready? So, Second uh, Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Let's just dive in. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. That's the word of God. And then I just want to say there are two worlds. You're either one all in, in the world and the prince of that rules the world, Satan is your leader, or you're all in the kingdom of heaven and you're a citizen of heaven and you are living the great commission and you are obeying the word of God, which we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. But John 14, 30 says, I will not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. The prince of this world is Satan. He's coming, right? But he has no hold over Jesus. And the only way for you to come underneath the no hold on Jesus is for Jesus to be your everything, your leader, because he always wins. And it's not like lukewarm, like a little bit in, a little bit here. It's like, no, if you want to have a hold over Satan, then you need to be obeying the word of God. And how can we obey if we don't know the word of God? Matthew 10, 39, you want to read that? If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Which is totally backwards. Because if you cling to your life, which is the American dream, hey, you want this? Work hard. Work harder. This is your dream. Keep your dream in your on your focus, on the horizon. And you lose your life doing that because it's not what you're meant to do. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Meaning... If you will lay down your life and you will seek first the kingdom of heaven, then all these things will be added to you, right? He just wants your heart and all of it. And he doesn't want you to compromise and sin separates us from God. And it can make you feel shameful or guilty, which are not, that's not the fruit of the kingdom of heaven. That's the fruit of Satan wanting you to feel shameful and guilty and then continuing the cycle of sin, right? Um, but I thought this would be cool. Do you, do you think I should break that down? Do you remember all that? Yeah, I do. And I, let me say this real quick. I think it's really interesting that people, um, in order to follow God, that it's, it is one way and it kind of looks one way there is, he is, God is truth and that's it. There's only one way to heaven. It's through Jesus. And Satan doesn't have to get you to worship him to not worship God. He just has to get you distracted He has to get you putting yourself as an idol. He has to get all these things. All he has to do is get you to not worship God. So it's like you have this little section. This is where you're safe. This is when you're underneath his wings and you're covered. And this is right where you're following God. All Satan has to do is get you anywhere outside that boundary. And then you're not following God. And so I want to say that people look at it like, um, and yes, it is black and white. Yeah. And it is black and white. There is no, there's, there's right or wrong in the kingdom of heaven. There's just one way. Yeah. Yeah. There's just one way and it's not right or wrong. Like the political spirit or the religious spirit. No, I think it's just more like, Hey, it is a love relationship. It's like, I trust you way more than myself and I'm laying down my life 
to follow you because you gave up your life for me. And you can't do that until you recognize that he loved you first. Mm -hmm. And we just respond to his love by being led by him. But I, yes. I think that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Break that down. So we're just going to break down sin uh, a little bit from Genesis. You know, we're going to rewind and go forward a little bit. Okay. So most commonly used words or terms to describe sin in the Bible are like iniquity, which means behavior that's crooked transgressions, which is a breaking of trust and sin is the most commonly used in Hebrew guys. Look, I may totally slaughter this, but we're going to go for it in Hebrew. It's kata, which means sin is kata, which means to fail or miss the goal in the Bible. Sin is failure to fulfill a goal. Then there's the Greek word for sin in the new Testament harmadia, but we will get to that here in a second. So let's talk about sin. In Genesis, we see that we're made in the image of God and that every human is worthy of respect. Did you know that you were created in the image of God? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 5, 1 through 2. You see those families where like all the kids look like the mom or dad. You're like, you all belong together. When When you recognize that you were created in the image of God. It bears fruit. You literally, people are like, what, how do you have joy in the midst of suffering? How do you have joy in the midst of pain? What light is beaming out of you right now? And they're more drawn to you because you're one people can trust. You're one who doesn't get caught up in drama. You're one who's patient, kind, loving. I mean, it's, there's something different about people who genuinely reflect the kingdom of heaven. And then I wanted to read when we're, since we're talking about sin, I want to read the 10 commandments to you, because when you think about it too, the 10 commandments reveal how we can miss the goal, which of sin of loving God and loving people. So the 10 commandments are not like, if you don't do this, it's like, no, I, I created this love, love always wins. It's not like the messed up worldly vision of like world wins. And it's like really demonically skewed. And people are staying in a life of depression and hate and anguish because all for the sake of fake love. No, real love costs something, right? And it means loving God and it means loving people. So the first five are about God. You shall make no other gods before me. You shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain, which when people say that we always grew up hearing, oh my God, don't say, oh my God, you're using the Lord's name in vain. And that's not it. When it says, do not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain. It means do not speak something from your flesh or in manipulation and then slap his name to it. Yes. That's a sin. Keep the Sabbath day. Holy. I remember the power of social media, still scrolling through it, seeing some random clip. I don't know what account it was. Don't even know what dude was saying it, but he turned around and asked somebody a question. Do you believe the 10 commandments are still alive and active today? He's like, yes. It's like, did you, well, do you take a Sabbath once a week? Because not taking a Sabbath, which America's like, hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm busy. And it's like, we celebrate this, but it, yep. we're in sin when we don't take a Sabbath. I felt so convicted in that 15 second clip that I saw that I began taking a Sabbath. I even had this crazy children's book illustration that I had to get done in like the world's most crazy timeline ever. And I still took a Sabbath and I did not work on that day and God accelerated the time and I got it done. I have, I have, it has brought so much peace to my life to protect that day a week where I am not working, I'm spending time with my husband, I'm not cleaning my house. It's just, I'm enjoying the father and my family. Mm. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Number six, this is where we get down to, well, I guess this is also 
um, loving people. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor and you shall not covet. So failing to honor God is deeply related to failing people. So I'm going to give an example of that. Um, you look at the life of Joseph when he went and served in Pharaoh's palace. Potiphar, Pharaoh's wife, was so drawn to Joseph. And Joseph was a man of honor and integrity. And she was trying to sleep with him because she liked him. And he said, how could I sin against God and ran away? Because sleeping with Potiphar would have been Joseph failing man and not honoring God, which in turn is sin. But he knew that and ran away. And still, if you know the story, he got accused. And then later the truth came out. And, well, okay. So another thing when you look at the scripture, which I think is so profound, is people in the scripture were genuinely unaware of sin. And oftentimes we can be too. I would say now in 2022, the reason why we would be unaware of sin mm. is because we're not in relationship with the Lord and or not aware of what his word actually says. So we have no grid for what is honoring God and honoring man, the way he called us to. So there's many moments where real people that we read about failed to recognize that they were even in sin and sometimes thought they were doing the right thing. So for example, Pharaoh, he enslaved people to build an economy. He thought, oh, this is great. This is what's good for our nation. King Saul, he's chasing David in the wilderness to kill him until he realized that he was the one that was corrupt and recognized that he was the one in sin. In the New Testament, we have, I guess I'm moving on, sorry. In the New Testament, we have the Hamadia Greek word meaning of sin, where Paul defines it as being slaves to sin. I love Paul. I love the way he writes. I feel like it is the most, which is probably, if you've heard me preach, like probably most similar. I just like how direct and real it is. There's no room for question. Um, but he went from like murdering Christians to encountering Jesus, to giving his whole life. I think he's like the perfect picture. So I want to say this too, when you think of the life of Paul, and you probably would want to speak into this too, I guess. Not, I don't guess. I think you would. <laughs> I think you would. And you may not want to is what I'm saying. Um, it was so quick for us to see somebody living this crazy, wild public life. And when they choose to give their life to Jesus, we can be so harsh because we can't get past the fact that they were living so evil or corrupt or whatever, which we're not looking at our own life usually when we're doing that. And there's no grace or mercy, which mercy triumphs over judgment and we're judging them. Yet, do we not understand who we're reading about in scripture? They like David had affair, like he had an affair. He killed people like he did ridiculous things. Yet the Lord said, this is a man after my heart. Okay. We look at Paul. He used to murder Christians, laid his life yeah. down, encountered the real man, Jesus. And is one of the, we, he wrote most of the new Testament that we read today as Christians and believers. So when other people sin, pray, if you feel called to call them out or in love and humility, the way God's called you to do it. But when they repent and turn from their evil ways, don't do the Hollywood style and blame them and accuse them. Like the church really has not done Bieber or Kanye any justice biblically. Yeah. Like we, this would be like putting Paul, well, Paul was beheaded, but like, this would be like, it's just like what we did with Jesus. Like, except Jesus was without sin, but like, we're not honoring the fact that if the word of God is true, then somebody can turn from evil, turn their heart to God, repent and follow him. It's not always overnight. It's not like ripping a bandaid off and all of a sudden sometimes, and sometimes it can be, I wholeheartedly believe God could do that for somebody. 
wholeheartedly, but we've just got to be more gentle and kind. A hundred percent agree with you. I think that we are so much more critical of Christians, like of each other. Like we expect these standards to be met. And I was actually reading in um, Luke and I love it when he's eating at the fair, the Pharisee invited him to his house for dinner and he's eating there. And this woman with a bad reputation comes in and she's just crying over Jesus' feet and she's wiping his feet with her hair and then she's anointing his feet with perfume and jesus is talking about the pharisees like do you not know who this is and he's like those who have more debt to be forgiven are more appreciative like i have so much debt to be forgiven or i've been forgiven of so much debt i appreciate that and so when you have people come she means debt as in like like sin sin. Yeah. yeah so when you have when you're coming from the world and you're living in that sin and jesus pays that off the we should be celebrating why are we not celebrating each other each milestone you can't there's no way you can come from a culture of the world step into the kingdom culture and know exactly what to do like even if god has like you can still have i'm still learning i mean do you i don't know it i'll never yeah. i don't think i'll ever know it i'll never know it all though i'm here no i'm like i'm learning so every much day to taking notes i don't care if somebody's been saved for three days if they're mm. speaking to me i'm taking mental notes and learning yeah. from them And there's so much to speak to that because I think people think, okay, I can start, hold on, let me say this, like, if the Lord doesn't lead you to speak, don't say anything, (laughs) but I was talking to a woman this week and she's like, oh, I just can't wait till I can get to this point. I'm like, but I knew like, you know, when the Holy Spirit's telling you, it wasn't the Lord telling her that it was her own flesh Mm -hmm. or somebody speaking into her and saying, hey, you need to know these things before you go on. Because if you've met Jesus, you have something the world does not. And you have something to say, just your own. You can always tell them about Jesus, even if it's not this hundred percent. We've talked about this before with um, theology, which is incredible. I, we love the Bible. Yeah. Like we love the Bible. Like we geek out so hard every time we learn something and the Greek mm-hmm. word, the Hebrew, and like we go more into the backstory. We love it. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like that comes with time. Yeah. That's not an immediate download. Discipline. And that is a privilege as a Christian that we get to dive into that yeah. with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And in God's word, it says, how can a, how can a man keep his way pure mm-hmm. by reading the word of God, by keeping the word of God in his heart. And if you don't know the word of God, that might be why you're struggling so much. Just get in. I mean, you have to read the Bible. It's not, it's not even like you have to, you get to. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you don't even want to, regardless of your emotions, because there are times that I really don't want to. And then I'm so glad I did. I'm like, can't stop reading. I'm like, and eight chapters later, I'm like, wow, that's so ridiculous for not having wanted to read, felt like reading the word, you know? Like, I want to work out. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did every single time. And I, yeah, I think, I think that's just something like if you are a set apart woman, you are one who is in relationship with God and you pay the price to read the word and live it. That's what we're trying to get. Yes. At, right. Yes. And, and so I love what Paul says when he says us being slaves to sin, because what does this mean? We can't live apart from sin without Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And when we have Jesus Christ, it makes you even more aware. This is something I'm learning more and more. I have been more aware of how dependent I have to be on Christ as my leader, as the father, as my father, and one that receives correction, protection, and direction from him through his word and his voice, because my, the temptations that come at me, which will always continue to come at me. If I don't have him, it's easier to, I am, I am not apart from sin. I am not better than anyone else that I, it is, I do believe, and I know this is controversial, 
I believe somebody who is committed to Christ and is aware of him every single day and is aware, I think it is more than possible for you to live without sin in the sense, this doesn't mean you won't be tempted, but I have yet to meet somebody who has lived exactly like Jesus has, which is why he came because he realized how hard this world was pushing on us and how difficult this was. And he gave his whole life so that your slate, when you repent, because you can't just be wiped clean magically, but when you turn to him and you say, God, forgive me for this sin, forgive me for the way I've lived, Lord, help me. And you turn your heart to him and you move towards him. It changes everything. But so I just want to say, I know that's controversial and that could be a whole other thing because I don't have the full picture of it, but to me, when I think, oh, you came and showed us the way that means he was tempted. It says in his word in every way that we've been tempted and still said, no. So I believe we are not apart from temptation, which means we are slaves to sin until we become citizens of heaven. And we are able to say no to the temptations, but you're not in sin. When the temptation comes, you're in sin. When you agree and participate in the temptation. So what's the fruit of sin? Do you have anything to add to that? On that part, no. Okay. I think you said it perfectly. Okay. Fruit of sin, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Okay. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And he says, he says, behold, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning the kingdom of heaven is right here. Meaning if you're living in this, in any of these areas, you are not inheriting the kingdom of God right now. It doesn't just mean like for eternity. It means right now you are seated in heavenly places, which can be quite offensive to people who are too logical to get it. But if you are in the place of prayer and you listen to God before you pray, because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father praying right now for people, I want to pray what he's praying. I want to know what he's saying. I want to partner with him and release that, right? I can't inherit that when I have all that other stuff going on. Mark 7, 20 through 23. He went on, come out of a person What comes out of a person is what defiles them for it is from within out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. What are you letting in? We've talked about this so many times. Are you watching really ragingly angry, abusive reality TV where there's gossip and slander. I'm just going to be real. Are you guys watching the bachelor where they're like making out and there's all this lustful, weird stuff and people are being raided and given a rose. It's just so weird. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call it what it is. I think that's toxic. What is your dating yeah. life look like? What is your, lo- how do you view the covenant of marriage when you let stuff like that in? Cause what you let in is coming out. Are you reading romance novels, which is essentially porn? Are -hmm. you watching porn? Are you giving into fantasy thoughts, ladies about some dude or the idea of a guy or somebody else and you're married? Are you giving into that temptation? What is you letting in? Are you watching movies that have a lot of sexual content, sex before marriage, sexual innuendos? Are you cursing a lot? What are you letting in that's cursing? Are you getting drunk a lot? Who are you hanging out with? that's allowing that to happen. Like, what are the things that are coming out of you? Cause that's, what's defiling you, but I'm guarantee you it's coming out because you're letting it in. Do you have anything to add? That's so true. Um, 
I, you're so right on that. There are there, good company or bad company corrupts good morals and that your company isn't always in the flesh. Like it isn't always just like this. It is what you've led into. So what you call them like well, eye gates, ear gates, like yeah. all these things are things. Food, you, gluttony, oh my coffee. Gosh, yes. Well, I even noticed, I'm like, there's different tones of music that my, I'll be honest. And I, I don't think she'd mind me sharing this because, um, or my husband wouldn't either. Like he used to love heavy metal. I'm talking about like corn, Metallica, y'all like heavy, heavy stuff. And it honestly caused him like to be angry. Wow. He let all that go. He let all that go. But it was really funny because when he was trying to find a replacement, um, they have Christian rock, like Christian heavy metal. And so my daughter's like, oh, Christian heavy metal. Y'all, she had to stop. It wasn't the words. It was the music itself that was making her angry. And we all know that music has an influence over us. And so you have to constantly, man, it's so cool because the way God works, he never rips off. He, or he doesn't, he hasn't for me, he hasn't ripped off this giant band-aid that left all these gaping wounds. But what he's done is when I seek him to purify, he lets go. He's like, okay, let's start with this thing. Yeah. And so it's not so heavy. And I'm like, okay, we can do this. Like, let's purify this. And then he pulls apart another. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, now let's work on yeah. this. And so it's not unattainable. It's not. And that's why Jesus told us to pray your kingdom come, your will be done. We can call kingdom here. And we can call his presence here so we can sit in it. And it's y'all when you were in that relationship with him and when you were seeking him and you know, when the fruits of the spirit are around, you know, if it's peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, forbearance. Yeah. I'm missing all the things. <laughs> we haven't, yeah, we can go over it. But you know, that's here because you're in that presence with him. I think you said so right. You don't always want to spend that time. Sometimes for some reason, it's so hard. I had such an escapist mentality for a long time. I would escape in movies. I would definitely escape in books. That was my big, big addiction. Um, I would escape in like just imagining things. It wasn't even always bad, y'all, but I would have an entire like movie that I made out in my head just because I didn't want to deal with reality. Reality wasn't even that bad. I didn't realize that the fantasy life I'd been living in my head was wrong until I realized like, oh, I can devote hours and hours and hours to something that doesn't exist, but I didn't want to pick up my Bible for 20 minutes. And so I'm like, when I cut that off and I was like, no more, I want to live for the Lord. Our lives will never look the same as the world. Yeah. And so when we got rid of our movies and stuff like that, I'm not calling you to do that. You go to the Lord and he'll tell you. Yes. I remember somebody like, even that part was really hard for my son. And I, as a mom, that was my responsibility to help him find things to replace it with that are kingdom oriented and things that will benefit him in the yeah. long run yeah and he's like well what am I gonna do for entertainment and I'm like y'all for years and years and years I want to throw this out there and this is not a popular opinion you do not have to be entertained it is not a requirement to live this life the world has entertainment to escape into and is letting in all this stuff it, entertainment's not bad it's just not doesn't have to be a priority either though yeah that's good that's so good girl oh okay So we want to end it by encouraging you here. Okay. First, Peter, no, this is good. Also, I love something that you said. It made me think about this. You don't need to go on some, you are not the Lord of yourself unless you made yourself the Lord of yourself. So you, the Holy spirit doesn't have a search warrant out on you. You invite him in and he comes and he reveals sin in your life to you. It's so much more liberating that way. So he'll come and he'll reveal sin to you and, but you have to invite him in. 
and say, will you please reveal to me what's going on? And then when he reveals it, are you going to have the fear of God to love what he loves, hate what he hates? Because he hates what separates Mm. his people from, from him. Okay. He, it is in the word that God does have the ability to hate things that separate his children from him, which is love. Okay. It's like a righteous, a real righteous anger. Okay. First Peter 2, 22 to 24, Jesus committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly, our father. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins. It's a choice to do that and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you've been healed for you were like sheep going astray, but now you've returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Jesus didn't respond the way the world tells us to respond. Only the father the judge who judges justly can reveal to us how to respond. And the question is, are you close to the father? Cause he wants you, he desires you and he wants to be close to you. Right. Jesus has given everyone who turns their hearts to him and follows him all authority over Satan, all power over him. And you are 100% responsible for what kingdom you're allowing yourself to be ruled by one Ooh. Satan or two God. And I'm talking about God, the father, there's only one God and he's alive. He's not some cute little imaginative spirit. He's a real man. He's a real God. And you were made in his image, just as real as an earthly father is he is. But I can tell you this right now, no matter how amazing our earthly fathers were or horrible or whatever your experience was, or the lack thereof, whatever, he is always attentive. His arms are always open to you. As long as you have breath in your lungs and Adam and Eve wanted to hide because Satan in the garden, when they sin, because that's what Satan was. That's how sin made them feel. It made them want to hide. But when you give your life to Jesus, you recognize that there's a father whose arms are open to you and desires for you to live with him on earth as it is in heaven. And so I want to, I want to, um, also close by saying this, and then we're going to give, um, we're going to do part two, part two will be solutions. Okay. (laughs) So this is like really heavy and we're very solution driven, but I want to encourage you. And then we'll, I mean, please clearly add whatever you feel, but temptations are always going to come. And even nations don't. Yeah. And, and yeah. even, even when they do, you get to see what you're really built on sand or rock. What are you built on? Because everything will still, when you give your life to Jesus, it doesn't mean all of a sudden overnight, these temptations stop coming. Mm-hmm. It just means if I'm built on sand, when these things come, I'm going to give into them and I'm going to send mm-hmm. if I'm built on rock, then I will serve the Lord, my God, and he will strengthen me and help me say no. And it's, and I say this because first Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has ever taken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Meaning when you're tempted, that is not sin. And when you're tempted, it shows you what you're really standing on, sand or rock. Sin is when you're built on sand, you give in and you fall into temptation. The good news is you can always turn to the rock repent, but we'll get more into that on this next episode and take the escape route. Okay. Do you have anything to add before we close out? Uh, we don't normally end like this, but I, I know think it's better I'm, to I'm do part to two. That, let me, something that was, I don't know where you're at and something that was hard for me to grasp and I'm still learning. 
I always think I was like, man, I'll get to this point and this will be so much easier until I realized, wow, I don't actually have to do this at all. I'm not meant to fight my battles. All I have to do is lean on him. And every single time he shows up, come on, there's not been a time that I've asked him to show up or he hasn't. And so the temptations that come at you will never stop. Some of them do get easier and some of them don't, but each time I am, you are able to call on him every single time. If you have a problem with anger, you can invite him into that place and help him. And he helps you deal with that. If you have a problem with porn, you invite him in that place and he can help you deal with it. You don't have to do this alone. And you have somebody who loves you more than you will ever love yourself, who is fighting for you. And allow him to do that. Invite him into that place that hurts, that's hard, that's difficult and stop fighting your own battles by yourself. Yeah. I love that. One of the biggest prayers that I feel like was a game changer for me in my life was not just asking Jesus into my heart and to be baptized in the Holy spirit, but it was Holy spirit. Will you please reveal to me the moment, like the cycle of sin that was showing up in my life here or there, whatever it may have been, um, that he would make clear God in that moment, instead of me being on autopilot and just giving into the temptation, it was like, please reveal to me that moment, the choice that I have to choose you and say no to the temptation and just make it so clear. And so if you need that, we want to, we want to encourage you to do that this week as we get prepared to go into the second episode. The reason why we want to share this is because this is sin. It keeps you, it's just missing the mark. It's not honoring man. It's not honoring God. And it honestly destroys so many more people around you than you think. It affects so many more people than you think in your life. You will literally have that much impact. If you're in a cave, you're affecting everybody that you're not around. You have a sound inside you. And if you're in a cave, you are not being faithful. It says in Proverbs 18, one, that those who isolate can't even hear sound wisdom. You can't even hear like you're literally keeping yourself. So you could literally be in sin by like hiding, you know, after, after COVID and quarantine, all the things that happened, but we want to encourage you to invite the Holy spirit in and reveal to you the sound he gave you and to be faithful and go connect with people, but you're not alone. He's going to lead you and guide you. And we do want to encourage you if any sin, or if you realize you've been giving it to temptations of any kind, we want to encourage you to turn your heart to God, repent, 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 and do not go back. Repent means you turn away and go the other way. Meaning you don't just keep falling back into it. And I will tell you, there are things down the road that because you continue to choose God over and over again, they won't even be a temptation down the road for you. It's true. There's some things that I know I still struggle with years later, not struggle that will still pop up. Mm -hmm. And they always pop up when I think the enemy thinks I'm being weak Yeah, and then he will tries to bring it in, but man, it's gotten so much easier than it used to be. Come on. It's not always, it's not always easy, but it's gotten easier than it used to be. Right. And in Luke, one of the last things Jesus said after he rose from the dead and came for 40 days back to the earth, made an appearance, the comeback king, <laughs> um, was re- preach repentance and forgiveness, mm-hmm. forgive yourself, repent, turn to him and ask him to be your leader. Even if you thought yes. you already did that, if you're in sin, you need a leader and his name is Jesus. You can't get yourself out of it. Love you, but you can't mm-hmm. he only, he can. And that's what Paul means. I am a slave to sin. If I am trying to take it on, I to become a slave to it. But if I can be led by the one without sin, then that's the life I'm choosing. Yeah. So that's what we want for you. And then we'll be way more specific talking about how Jesus lived a life sinless in this next episode. Yeah. To come back. We love you guys. Great. We really do. I hope I hope this was loving because when you're honest with people you love. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is stuff that's helped us. We would totally. never share anything that we're not trying to live ourselves. 
Totally. Yeah. Love you. So we love you. Have an awesome week. Hey guys, what's up? Hey. Have you subscribed? What? I couldn't hear you. Have you subscribed? <laughs> She's like, ah.